Because because words have precise <laughs> meanings, and sure, it can sometimes change depending on the context. But that's why I am precise. Yeah, I wonder if it's tied to your feeling of people not understanding you. So you're like, I have to be as clear and precise as possible to try get. No, my... I don't think so because I don't think I'm particularly clear and precise when I, in my speech and my communication. I think people get confused by my rambling and my. As we were talking about the other day, that Sagittarian tendency to tell the whole story and to really drag things out, you know, mm. and not to just cut to the chase. And I don't think my verbal communication is particularly clear. So you don't feel like you're precise with your No, no, word I am precise like, with my mm, word selection, my word usage. Yes. But then yes. the, within the sentences yes. and the paragraphs, I just ramble, I'm not clear, <laughs> I don't cut to the chase. But my word, my word selection is great. Mm. Yeah. But yes, exactly. So I was just kind of saying, I wonder if that is tied to feeling that people often don't understand the whole concept of it all, but you're like there trying to at least use the words so there's no confusion about it. But I think then the confusion comes from the delivery of the words or like, the intent behind the words or yes, the thought yeah, yeah, behind no, the words, absolutely. you know? However, I don't think yeah. I give much thought to my word choice. It's just good. It's just automatically good sure. and precise. But what I pick up in other people, <laughs> so I notice, and it's, mm. again, it's like it's other people, you know, uh, that I notice that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. That's so interesting because that's just not something I ever, like, register. And I just, I wonder what, are, what, what, what makes that stuff like within us, like our little bugbears or like nitpicking things or pet hates, like what decides that for us? Cause they're, they are so just individual. They are. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I do find it infuriating with one person in particular, not you, not you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mario. Mario. Yeah. And. <laughs> Because that does confuse me. He he is a worse verbal communicator than me. Like completely, <laughs> completely confusing. Well, see, that's the thing. Maybe you're also precise, not through effort, but just because like that's how you deem everyone should be because if people aren't precise with their language, you get confused by it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that could well be a spectrum yeah. type of thing. Oh, we're all on it. Let's just face it. We're all on it. I mean, you had we someone are, tell you are. to curve of your 100%. autism. <laughs> that was Bjorn. Oh, yeah, what was that about? And I was a little bit shocked when you said that he said that. It was funny. We laughed, but I was a little yeah. bit shocked. It was funny and we did laugh. And I was like, no, that's not that. That's just me being a Virgo. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. What was the situation? Can you remember? Mm, God knows it'll be in my, it'll be in my diaries when, we, it will it, when, if we ever get to it. It probably was me just being particular about something mm. or mm. whatever, which is so interesting because with Seth, I never, even though I am particular, in some ways more particular with him than I ever was with Bjorn because with Bjorn I felt like I was having to try like rein that in. But I'm never really made to feel, even though like we talk about it or sometimes joke about it, I don't ever feel bad about how particular I can be. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. That's which is nice. He just takes it all in kind of good humor and And doesn't laugh at you. Um, No, like (laughs) sometimes there'll be stuff where it's like if I'm being say 
particularly particular. <laughs> What's but, an example? Uh, I'm trying to think what, like, one of the most recent. God, I can't even remember. Oh, he got you something. He got you something from the shop and it was wrong. Oh, the, the apple. apple. <laughs> yeah, so I went on big, like, you know, nice nice boy got me, you know, I asked him to get, he was going to the shops and I asked him to get me some stuff and then I was at his place and <laughs> it was like my brain, I just like b- like zeroed in, like beelined on this mm. apple and at first, like straight away, I was like, no, this is not right. Like this is yeah. not the right apple. Anyway, and he loves pink ladies. He, I don't and we've had many an argument about that. And it was a pink lady. So that was the first problem. And then it was just like soft. It was just bruised and soft. <laughs> and I knew it was going to be powdery and horrible. And I could just like feel it in my mouth. Do you think and I was it was like, deliberate? Oh, that's a horrible thing to say. Do you no. think it was deliberate just to see what you do? No. I don't think so. That would be psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are. I know I'm crazy to think of it, but um, I'm paranoid. I'm not psychotic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I yeah, wouldn't exactly. do that. I wouldn't do that, but. I don't know. I just think there's. But you would suspect someone yes, of doing yes. that, which is its own kettle of fish. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I went out with it and like was holding it. I was like, what is this? And, and then, you know, a couple of minutes later, I felt bad because it was like he'd done this very nice yeah. thing. And also, I think like was there or something. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't berate in this yeah, way, yeah. like especially in front of yeah. other people. That I can be not good. And so I kind of I apologized. And he was just very like, oh, whatever. I didn't notice you berating me about the apple. <laughs> yeah. He was doing wordle. Like, I don't even know if he um, but I don't know. I think it's quite interesting in those moments. Like, I think I've always been like, oh, I need someone who's gonna like be really strong and not let me do that kind of mm. stuff, which Bjorn kind of was, and Seth definitely does on like the important stuff, but it's also nice to have someone who kind of doesn't escalate those things into a big problem and gives you the time and Mm. space just through naturally their own reaction, not necessarily something they're trying to do, but just gives you the time and space to realize that you're being unreasonable. Cause I think often we're like, Oh great. We want someone who calls us on our shit, which is really good for a lot of things. But sometimes with those little things, it can turn every little thing into an argument, into a battle, into a thing that then needs to be sorted Uh out and explained and worked through blah, blah, blah. And so sometimes it's good to just have someone who's kind of, confident enough in their stuff and like their boundaries and their strength to be like, okay, round about the apple yep. and just trust that you're going to probably like realize in two minutes afterwards that you kind of didn't handle that well. Mm. And you know what I mean? That it'll be something that you adjust. Whereas I feel like if that had happened with Bjorn, if I said anything, I either would have been holding it back and not said something and probably gotten more of a mood mm. about it. Or if I did say something, he would have then got shitty, you know what I mean? And it yep. would have deteriorated. So Yeah. For for reference, I like green lady apples or a kanzi. No, you don't like green lady apples. I There's no do. such thing as a green lady. Gra- oh, <laughs> Granny Smith, that's what I meant. <laughs> let's call them. I've done this. I keep saying green, green ladies. ladies. Green ladies. Why not? I like, yeah, why not? They're green ladies and they're so green. Better than Granny Smith. Granny's a bit. Yeah, let's, let's rebrand Old. it. Green lady. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll take it to the Granny Smith Corporation and say, we've got a marketing opportunity mm. for you. Yeah, anyway, so no pink ladies. Or I like a Kanzi, Kanzi, which is a new apple. All right, so Kanzi. All right, we had 
We had pink ladies all the time when you were kids. You never said you didn't like pink ladies. Is it a recent thing? So I think what I've realized is that throughout school and after school, mainly like when I was at uni and stuff, I didn't eat apples because I was like, I don't really like apples. Just I I didn't like pink lady. They are just so, they're so sweet and they're like get quite powdery. And they're not very crisp. And I think that their skin is just really waxy. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I just ate them because they were there, I guess. Yeah. But they're not my preferred apple at all. Also, Gundry, we went through that stage of not having fruit because of Gundry, which might have been around that time. Yeah, didn't have fruit for a long time. Mm. Which, looking back, I don't think I could ever be on any kind of, like, eating – style that doesn't have mm. fruit i love i'm loving yeah, my fruit right yeah, now you good. know mediterranean diet is really just what what works for me because it's just a bit of mm. everything but anything that's got like super extreme no this or no that it's just not sustainable in life. And, that, and i was just reading with the, the shane Warne thing with the liquid shredding you know diet and shredding and everything and detox Explain this because I know nothing except that he died. So he had a heart attack, but he'd gone to Thailand and he'd started a new diet that he'd done before called shredding, which is where you shed pound, you know, weight really quickly. Um, and he was on this liquid diet. Mm. Uh, and they just said that it just completely throws out the all the balance of the body if you're not having proper mm. nutrition and it can really affect – the the way that the heart and the electrical impulses with the heart, the sort of the pumping and all that sort of stuff, it relies on this mm. very sort of this really balanced situation of fluids, mm. electrolytes and the nutrients and everything are all working together for not just heart health but heart function. Mm. And so it wow. can it can – it can not only cause heart attacks, but it can cause damage to the heart. That once you start oh eating God. normally again, it's it's, it's still, still a pro- it can be a problem. So, these sorts of extreme, you know, extreme fasting and whatnot is not good. Where it goes for days. No, I I think yeah, you know, this is just it's really interesting. I think like in the eighties and nineties and stuff, there was all the fad diets that people are now so like conscious of. Like fad diets are bad, mm. but what has come out in like the 2000s to now and not these like, oh, only eat celery diets, but they still have such dangerous concepts in them, you know what I mean? But they're now marketed as like lifestyles or ways of being and not like a diet, but just like, you know, I do the this and the this or the whatever Mm. and, you know, or I only eat like a caveman did or I only eat, you know, and it's still kind of the same, the same stuff and it's all playing on that desire of you know losing weight and losing weight really quickly which at the end of the day if you're not eating enough really quickly like calorie restriction is how you lose weight really quickly and every diet relies on that and they just package it in a way that makes it seems like that's not what you're mm-hmm. doing but that really is and it's so interesting like i think realizing at times when i haven't like been eating enough but it was because, yeah, we were doing the fast 800 or this or that, which can be super effective, but just how tired I was. I was just so tired. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And I just say how tired yeah. I was and it's like I wasn't eating yeah, enough. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that will do it, you know. 
In the early 80s, we had the yeah. late 70s, the Israeli army diet. Have you ever heard about that? Okay. It was – No, okay. it was all falafel. <laughs> no. It was four, four phases, each lasting two days, so it went for eight days. For the first two days, you can only eat apples. For the second two days, you can only eat cheese. For the third set of two days is chicken, and the fourth set of two days is salad. When you're on the diet, you have to drink four litres of water per day. And uh, many of us started it and couldn't even finish the first day of just apples. <laughs> oh, my God, just apples. That's going to make your stomach, like, so acidic mm. as well, like just having apple in yeah. there. Oh, my God. that's And drinking that much water as well when there's nothing else in your stomach can also be, like, super dangerous yeah. with, like, electrolytes and exactly. that kind of stuff. Like the grapefruit diet as well. Yeah. I remember like people doing eggs, just boiled eggs, you know what I mean? You'd only eat boiled eggs for seven days or something and you could lose up to like five kilos, which, yeah, sure, but, (laughs) you know. I think as well people just realising that your body can just fluctuate up and down like between three and five kilos, particularly Mm. women just generally, you know. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, and if you can only be a certain weight by not eating full meals, then that's mm. not, I think, a healthy weight for your naturally for your body to be. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, great, so I only eat like 800 calories a day, that means I can be this weight. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, it's very interesting. So they think that that's what did it for. Well, he had um, heart. He had chest pains and whatnot, but, yeah. But he was also a smoker mm. and – had always been a smoker. Like I remember uh, he he was photographed in the – whether it was the MCG stand or maybe overseas in a stadium while cricket was being played, smoking, and it was just like splashed all over the newspapers because apparently – I can't remember, but it was something like he'd either given up or he was meant to be in training or something like that, and there he is with a fag. Right. And uh, wow. everyone's just like, wow. You know, the the guy had a lot of scandals, but yeah, not not looking after himself, probably not eating. Oh, the other thing that was going around with with this, you know, after his death, was, was that one of his he was either like super healthy eating, or it was a slab of lasagna between two pieces of white bread, sort of thing. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's that's so interesting. Like one to be a professional athlete and to be smoking is just kind of wild to me, and it's like. The fact that he was still so good whilst, like, doing yeah. that is kind of insane. Yeah. To, like, yeah, and he, I don't know, I don't know what his drinking was like or if he ever was big into drugs or whatever, but that just really takes apparently his toll. No, apparently no drugs, but apparently, yeah, liked, liked a beer, liked a drink, but probably, yeah, right. again, went through, you know, if he was in training or whatever. I mean, it's probably just been a lot of extremes, and I think, again, it comes back Sounds to this, like it. you know, moderation mm. is the best. Like, mm. And if you think about it, I think, like, professional athletic sports are not set up for that because they have, like, the season and then they have their time off, and it's like th- their whole lives are so regimented yeah. that when they do have their time off, they go so hard because it's the only time they can eat a slab of lasagna or get really drunk or party hard or do whatever. Yeah. And I think it's like, yeah, we, we tend to, I think view kind of food and dieting and everything is like extremes and, and what's it called where you like denying yourself if that was it called when you like deny yourself something you want. Uh, self deprivation. <laughs> um, yes. Extremes and deprivation. Yeah. 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 
like that tends to be the two ways of people doing it. Well, you know, indulgence which, and deprivation and just swinging. Mm. Well, nothing in our society is set up for moderation. We're not graded as humans, you know what I mean? It's not something that mm. I think comes naturally to us and we're not really taught it as children. Mm. We're taught, no, I'm not going to let you have that thing. Yes. Or you can go crazy at a kid's party. You know what I mean? Like there's just like no middle ground, I think, often. And I think other cultures are better at that, which is why French people, despite how they eat, are still like healthy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like I think I, I I agree, but I would like to see the stats on young people across the world uh, because I just don't see how France, for example, teenagers and people in their 20s could be exempt from the same trends that have been seen in um, East Asian countries, you know, like China and Japan and whatnot where people were very healthy, had very healthy diets, and then as soon as the fast food came in, it was the younger people that it started to, yeah. So I can't see how mm-hmm. French youth would be exempt from that. They may be, but. So I've actually looked into it. French people have like like the least amount of like heart disease and that kind of stuff and like issues to do with weight around yeah. the middle. And I don't know like what ages those studies mm. were for. But I think when it comes to like those Asian cultures that are having huge problems with obesity and weight issues and junk food and that kind of stuff is those people in a lot of their societies have experienced like mass starvation and famine, mm. which changes how we view food, particularly in terms of our family culture and that kind of stuff. And people were eating very healthy diets only because they couldn't, they didn't have anything Mm. else to eat, you know? And so what's quite interesting about French culture is excess and fat and meat. And this has been a part of their culture for a really long time. And yet they still like limit themselves and they still have moderation. Yeah. And that's what I find quite interesting. Whereas I see, say with their Asian cultures, it's like, they haven't learned moderation, which is now when they've got access, like in Western cultures, we've got so much access to junk food. We haven't learned moderation yeah. either, you know, and it's not within our culture to have moderation. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. I also wonder if it's like so much of our society is, say, to do with work, very stressful. And I can imagine, say, in Asian cultures, it would be the same. And food often is used to, you know, alleviate stress or kind of in that emotional way. Whereas, say, in France, like, they have very how many hours they can work a day and, like, not to work on the weekends. they got very strict, like, kind of labels around that and they still, like, have an hour lunch break, which I don't know how many other co- countries could say that they still have an hour lunch break mm, as a standard. Yeah. Well, they need you to know. get home to have their, you know, boeuf, boeuf, bourguignon and their glass air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And yeah, then their little interesting. creme brûlée après le, le midi. <laughs> what do you say? What's the midday meal? Le midi uh, repas or something like that. Uh, uh, petit um, déjeuner is breakfast. What's lunch? Petit déjeuner. Midi déjeuner? No, that oh. wouldn't be right. And what's dinner? Maybe they talk about repas. Le dinner? Le, le repas? midi repas. Repas is yeah. meal, so maybe. Hmm. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I don't know. It is interesting. But, yeah, like that uh, that whole culture can just like all society have like a pan au chocolat and a cafe au lait for breakfast. I know. But then that's – and that's fine. But then, again, they also don't eat anything until snack. They're not snacking people. They don't like, eat in between meals. I think snacking is mm. – and I think snacking is the hugest problem. 
It is, and that that is something that's very post nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, because dad, for example, never snacked in between meals. Yeah, it just wasn't a thing. Mum wouldn't have snacked, but maybe more. But dad, yeah, you did not eat in between meals. And I think that's been one of the, like the weirdest things that are being pushed on us is this like multiple small mm. meals. Which I'm sure if that's if that's what you do, if you know moderation and you limit your yeah. portion and you are having multiple small yeah. meals, great. Majority of people are just eating three big meals and two yeah, like three adding. two to three small <laughs> meals in between. <laughs> Being like, this is healthy, right? And you're like, no. Mm. Speaking of I made I made yeah. bread rolls today. Oh my god. Oh my god, they're amazing. Yeah, they're really cute oh, and fantastic. Cute. Oh, fun. How did you just so you just shape them and pop them on the um on the bricks? No, no, I baked them in the top oven, which has got a steamer, and just on a tray mm. on baking paper. And they're good? You've tried one yeah, yet? Yeah, I had one. They're good. Yum. They're really perfect. Oh, I'm sure that would go great with some kind of ham salad situation. Yeah, it would. I could make them a bit bigger. They're, they're quite small. The more general. Yeah, but they yeah, cute. really happy with them. Mm. Oh, my God, you're so good. You've, you've really taken off with I the have. baking. I have. Yeah proud of you because I've just completely just that's it but I'll get back to you it you'll will. have to pass on the knowledge you know I will. to the next generation yeah cute we'll put a photo of it up on I Insta will. 